Hey, how's it going? It's Bill Gardner from the Deep End Games, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week is actually a pretty big and important week for us. Uh, next week, we hit 1,000 shows, and we have some really cool stuff lined up. And uh, actually, we're going to kind of change the show's direction for a little bit. Uh, maybe, hopefully, we're working, still working on it. But it, it's going to be really big. And to celebrate, I guess, or to get ready in anticipation of, as it were, we're looking at things before. We're going to look at prequels all week. Now, prequels are, they they divide people, I know, a lot. Because sometimes they're trying to add on to a story that doesn't need to be added on to. Or they, the technology, there's just a lot of stuff that, People like either love or hate them. Uh, so hopefully you love them. But if you don't, let us know why in the comments below. Uh, we, we would really like that. So when it comes to video games, there's a lot, a lot of prequels. Uh, to the point where some games like just take a turn and go backwards. Uh, Assassin's Creed is a good example of that. You know, Assassin's Creed is always set in the past. But the first few games, you know, 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, and 3... We're in chronological order. And you had Black Flag, which jumped back before 3. And then uh, they, they kept going forward until kind of the, the soft reboot with Assassin's Creed Origins. And when it was released, it was... Uh, I mean, everybody loved it. You know, you got to kind of see where the the order came from where they started in Egypt and everything and it was it was pretty cool and then you also had um Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out afterwards but it's technically kind of set beforehand and it's weird the, the order and the way that they do this but it's a really neat example of a game going forwards by going backwards because the last two were just... And Black Flag is considered one of the best. Uh, really, these three are most people's favorites. And they're just bigger, badder, just greater on every level. But your prequels don't always turn out so great. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins, while it's not a bad game. I, I have it. I bought the Collector's Edition everything like that. It, to me, it seemed like one of those unnecessary cash grabs. You know, you had Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and eventually you'd have Arkham Knight. So they snuck in Arkham Origins in there, and different voice cast, different developer, different everything. Just kind of, for me personally, I mean, it wasn't a bad game, but it fell flat compared to the other three. And I think it just, goes to show you that you don't always need to, you know, to have a prequel. But then you get games like Borderlands, which had the pre-sequel. Because you'd already had Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. And this one was, a, it was like 1.5. Uh, 
I like when the Lion King did that, and we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit. But this game did a great job of fleshing out characters' stories. You know, people that you saw in two that fans loved is like, okay, well, we can go back and give you a little bit more of them, and you can see where they came from and what their backstory is. So that's an example, I think, of a prequel doing a phenomenal job. And uh, sometimes they're good, and sometimes they even cross genres. You know, the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay is a prequel to the Riddick movies and kind of stops when the movie starts, which is really neat. Uh, supposedly, he's wanting to make another Riddick, which I'm all for. He's about to be done with Fast and Furious, so it would be all right by me. It just goes to show that you can flip-flop around. Now, the Castlevania games, I'm not even going to touch those because those are in all sorts of weird order. Like, this one's a prequel, but it's not if you play this one because then that one's a sequel, but then it's actually a prequel to this other game, which is a remake of this game, and it's a headache. The Castlevania games, for the most part, are a lot of fun. They're just... Yeah, we're just not going to do that. Uh, Dead to Rights 2. Dead to Rights 1 was a phenomenal game on original Xbox. And you were a cop and you had a dog and you could control both of them. And it was just a whole lot of fun. Dead to Rights 2 was, was one of those examples like we talked about with Borderlands where, hey, people like these characters. They want to know more about them. So let's go back and tell the story of how they came together. How the your main character, your cop, whose name I forgot... And the dog, you know, they team up together. They get put together. And it's not like a Turner and Hooch style thing. It's actually a pretty solid story. And you get to uh, learn all about them. Fable Legends, if you're a Fable fan, uh, Fable Legends was a nice... Not only It was a step back in the story-wise, but it's kind of also a step back in reevaluating the game and finding out what it can do and what it can be and changing mechanics um, and just getting back to basics. You know, a lot of times a prequel can serve as a soft reboot. Uh, and we'll go into that a lot in tomorrow's show. But this was showing you, okay, this is the fables you know and love. This is where it's at. And you should be this is why you love the games uh, god of war it jumps all around just like assassin's creed you know usually the handheld ones were always prequels which was kind of cool to divvy it up you know you could play the handhelds and get the backstory and then go and play the consoles and get the full story and everything um, halo reach that game is Oh, no, I'm thinking ODST. ODST is, I think, hot garbage. I mean, I love it, but it's my least favorite Halo game. Uh, Halo Reach, though, was a really fun game. And the way you'd already played through Halos 1, 2, and 3 and ODST. And to see how it was those few minutes leading up to the first Halo and how things went down with some of the other Spartans. Um, again, just really great example of expanding your world and seeing what's out there and what you can, you know, what you can do. Uh, I do want to throw a little kind of personal shout out to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Don't Nod is 
one of the best studios out there making games. Uh, you should check out everything they do, and Life is Strange is no exception. It's uh, a beautiful. If you miss Telltale games and you want, you know, decision based puzzle style incredible story games, that's where it's at. Uh, but they can't all be like that. Much like Arkham Origins, Mortal Kombat had a couple of games back in the day. I don't know how many of you listeners will remember, but there was the Sub-Zero and Special Forces. They weren't fighting games. They were kind of adventure games, and they just, they weren't, I don't know. Special Forces, you got to kind of see Jax and his background, and obviously Sub-Zero got to see Sub-Zero's background. It was, kudos for effort. You know, you're trying to switch it up and change things, but it's just not, it didn't work for me. I wasn't a, a huge fan of it all. Uh, it just, yeah, stick with fatalities and, and stuff and don't make me do that. But some fighting games do. I am segueing all over the place today. <laughs> some fighting games do go back in time and do well. And Street Fighter is one of those games because Street Fighter Alpha takes place before the main Street Fighter series. And it was so great that they made multiple alpha games and introduced some cool new gameplay uh, controls and moves and stuff that bled over into the main Super Street Fighter series. And so that was something that was, again, appreciated and really loved. The last game I'm talking about today, I think, is one of the best prequels and it's because the franchise as a whole is one of the best franchises out there, and that's Wolfenstein. Particularly, we're talking about Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Because you had Wolfenstein The New Order that came out in 2014. And then the next year you had The Old Blood, where it, it led up to the start of The New Order. And when played together, they're amazing. They're awesome. You know, it takes a great game that is the new order and makes it even better. And you get to see, you know, BJ's fight against the Nazis and all kind of the stuff the Nazis are doing, get a little more background on some of their plans and devices and stuff. So it's, it's really cool, but let me know what's your favorite prequel game there. There's a bunch out there that we didn't talk about. I'd love to hear, you know, is it a final fantasy or something? Let us know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're out there. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. I love talking to everybody. I love hearing from you. But that's going to do it for today's show. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running.